You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us as we continue our hot stove shows from right here in downtown Cleveland. And certainly a happy holiday season to you. And before we get to our baseball talk, just some reminders. If uh, you are looking for those last-minute stocking stuffers, gift ideas for that Tribe fan in your family, The team shop down at Progressive Field will have extended hours leading into Christmas. So if you're hearing this on Saturday, still some time to get downtown and check out all the the great stuff that they have at the team shop, including several of uh, the players' editions of the new jerseys that will be unveiled next season, particularly the uh, home reds that the Indians will be wearing on many a night at Progressive Field. Also, six-packs are on sale. If you're looking for a great stocking stuffer for that Tribe fan, Tribe six-packs start at just $99. And uh, there's uh, quite a few different options to choose from, including uh, the weekend special Friday, Saturday, Sunday games throughout the season with some great seating options for you. There's a Friday six-pack, a Saturday six-pack, and a Sunday six-pack. And if you do purchase a six-pack, you will be given early access to opening day tickets as well while supplies last. So some good things going on. And if you're interested in the six-packs of tickets for just $99 they start at, go to Indians.com slash tickets. And all the information is right there for you. And, of course, season tickets for the full 2018 or 19 season, we should say. Uh, at varying levels as well those are available too so check it all out at indians.com that'll get you all set to go for christmas morning in your family's house and uh, not a good baseball coming up in 2019 as uh, the indians continue to configure their roster coming up shortly after this timeout we will hear from jake bowers one of the cleveland indians who's expected to make an impact on this year's team acquired in that flurry of deals in and around the baseball winter meetings bowers coming from tampa bay just 22 years of age a season ago when he made his major league debut and uh, the indians looking forward to seeing what this first baseman outfielder can do he's got some pop and uh, has shown in the past in his minor league career to be a real solid all-around hitter. So we'll see what the Indians have there. And Jake will fill us in on his thoughts on the trade and what he's doing this offseason to be fully prepared and ready to go for 2019. Also, later on in our show, the second half of our show this week, we will take a look back 
at one of the great games of 2018, our Game of the Week segment. And that will feature an extra-inning thriller between the Indians and Houston Astros right here at Progressive Field that took place in late May. But stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians first baseman outfielder Jake Bowers and uh, get his thoughts on the trade that brought him to Cleveland. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And we are joined now by one of the newest Cleveland Indians acquired in that flurry of trade activity in and around the baseball winter meetings. And we're talking about Jake Bowers, who came over from Tampa Bay. And uh, Jake joins us today from out in California. And uh, Jake, you're starting to kind of wrap your head around the idea that you're a Cleveland Indian now and, and not a Tampa Bay Ray. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean... You know, it's always a shock. I think playing in the system, you know, for however many years, five years, it's uh, you kind of get used to just to roll over there and, and used to be a Tampa Bay Ray. So the initial shock of just calling yourself a Cleveland Indian is uh, it's definitely weird at first, but it's something I'm starting to get excited about. And it, it sounds like it, I'm guessing most trades took you by surprise. You had no idea it was coming. Yeah, no clue. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where unless you're a veteran guy and you know you're, you're under contract going into the last year and your name's floating around there, but, you know, when you're a younger guy and uh, you're kind of just still trying to establish yourself, um, I don't think you're ever really expecting it. But, um, you know, it's always, it's always good to uh, be presented with a new opportunity. And so, uh, like I said, just getting excited, um, getting excited to, to come over and, and try and help the club out. And you mentioned where you are in terms of, of the stage of your career and, and being a young guy. And I know you had some good major league time a year ago, and, and there were some good flashes, some some struggle points too. What was your takeaway when you had a, a chance to kind of sit back and reflect on it and, and feel about what you learned? Uh, my takeaway was I just need to get better. You know, um, I think I've always kind of not struggled, but um, I've never played a year with a consistent uh, swing where I felt good the whole year. And I mean, I know that's, that's asking for a lot, but, um, you know, I think you feel good for a month, feel bad for a month, feel good for a month, feel bad for a month. And, uh, so one of the things that I, I really wanted to focus on was just building a swing that is going to be consistent and repeatable over the course of a year and, and see where that takes me. Um, you know, so I think, you know, like I said, just trying to stay level and consistent throughout a whole year is, is something that's one of my main goals. So how do you go about doing that when, when you do have that time in the off season to, to try and, and get prepared for the next season? Yeah, I mean, um, I had never worked with a, with a hitting coach or anything like that uh, really before. It's always just been kind of, you know, my, my natural swing and then kind of try and build on it as much as you can. But um, so I'm, I'm kind of working with a guy out in uh, L.A. this year just to try and, you know, get some get some fresh eyes on me and, and get a couple more adjustments that maybe I'm not thinking about or the people who I've been around haven't seen. And, and you know, it's going pretty well so far, and I'm pretty confident in how it's going to translate. Jake Bowers joining us, acquired from Tampa Bay right around the trade deadline by the Indians. And, uh, Jake, in terms of – your knowledge of the Indians organization, where you may fit, all that kind of stuff that I'm sure goes through your mind when a trade takes place. 
how familiar are you with the Indians and what are some of the things that you've learned uh, in the short period of time? Um, I'm actually probably not familiar at all. Um, probably not as much as I should be, but, um, you know, beyond just playing against, uh, Indians teams coming up through the system and, uh, you know, just when I think of the Indians, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is the playoffs and, you know, trying to win a world series really. And, um, you know, to be a part of that and, uh, to try and get that opportunity to play October baseball is, uh, something I'm extremely excited about. Um, I feel like I've always thrived in, in playoff situations and I've always thrived in, uh, winning games and, and I've always prided myself on, you know, being on winning teams and, and being considered a winner. And so, uh, to get the opportunity to, to do that deep into the postseason is, um, is ultimately what I'm here for. And we had a chance to see you down uh, in St. Pete in, in the series down there in September. And uh, it seems like you have that good high energy. And I know every player is different, but uh, certainly the Indians have a, a few of those. I, I think Francisco Lindor comes to mind. But uh, where does that come from from you? Because it, it seemed like you're that type of player that, you know, a little enthusiasm and, and some good energy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love what I do. Um, I love playing baseball. I love competing. Um, and like I said before, you know, I love winning. Um, and, uh, so I mean, anytime, anytime that's the ultimate goal, it's easy to, to kind of get excited and, uh, you know, try and bring that energy to the park every day. Cause I mean, you do play 162 games and, uh, you know, if you let it, it can become, you know, kind of grueling, a little bit of a grind and it, and it naturally will over time, but, um, you try and you try and take it one game at a time. I know it sounds cliche, but you know there's a reason it's a cliche, and there's a reason people say it. And uh, so you bring the energy to the yard every day and uh, go from there. And certainly, one of the things that I think any player is traded and you like to do quickly is is fit in, uh, find your niche. Uh, you've been traded before. What's the key to to learning a, a whole group of players that that maybe you don't know a whole lot about? Uh, yeah, you know, I think getting traded the first time, the one thing it taught me is that, you know, baseball guys are baseball guys. And, um, you know, as long as you go into a clubhouse and you be yourself and you just, uh, you know, don't try and don't try and do too much, really, I think is the one way I would describe it. And uh, go in, be yourself and, and everything's going to take care of itself. And you'll be moving to a, a new part of the country. I know you had a chance to play down south you're from california uh what do you know about cleveland and i know you'll be here in, in january for tribe fest and uh that certainly is a, a tough time of year sometimes weather-wise but uh do you know much about cleveland the city no i don't know much at all um you know i know they love their sports and so that's that's something that i'm definitely excited about is is to get get in front of some people who can really get behind us and uh you know root for the team and and also on top of that, just looking forward to exploring the city and, and getting to know a new area. Um, I did play in Fort Wayne in 2014. I know it's I know it's not Cleveland, but you know it's still Midwest up there. And you know we got to go to um, uh, Lake County where the they have their low A team, so you know close to Cleveland right there. But you know the people there are uh, extremely friendly, extremely welcoming, and uh, hopefully they welcome me with open arms. And uh, just finishing up, I know um, you're listed as a first baseman outfielder, and I, I think we might have seen you in both spots in the series uh, last September. Uh, in terms of, of where uh, you feel maybe you have the most experience, play the most, things like that, uh, how do you handle things defensively, and, and where do you think your strongest is? 
Uh, I think it's all a balance. You know, I think as long as you stay ready for both spots, nothing's really going to catch you by surprise. So for me, it's just getting my work in MVP in both spots, getting my ground balls in, and then getting into the outfield and getting some reads out there as well. Um, as far as where I'm strongest, you know, I know with a full year at first base that I could win a gold glove, and that's that's not a question in my mind. That's that's just a matter of fact, in my opinion. And um, as far as outfield goes, you know, it's I'm not going to lie, it's a work in progress, but it's something that is progress. And, uh, you know, every time I go out there, I feel like I get better. So uh, wherever the opportunities are is, is where I'm going to take it. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens in spring training. And uh, here we are at hitting the holiday season. Uh, what's left for you? What's most important for you now between this point in time and then reporting to, to Goodyear, Arizona and spring training? Yeah, just making sure my swing's ready for uh, for day one. Um, and then also, you know, as far as wrapping up things at home, just getting to spend time with my family and my friends a little bit because uh, once you do get into season, that, that time is limited, and, and that's something that's important to me is, is keeping those relationships. So, you know, I'll, I'll go with those two, just uh, getting my swing right and ready and, uh, you know, spending time with uh, some loved ones. So there it is, some good stuff from the newest Cleveland Indian, or one of the newest Cleveland Indians, Jake Bowers, who will play next season at the age of just 23 and already some major league time a year ago with Tampa Bay. A good portion of his season spent at AAA Durham with the Rays. He finished the year hitting 201, but 11 home runs and 48 runs driven in. He had gotten off to a real good start with Tampa Bay after being called up from AAA, but then faded down the stretch and had some issues with strikeouts. But again, he was only 22 years of age a year ago, and certainly some good pedigree there. He's a former seventh-round pick of the San Diego Padres back in 2013 out of high school in Huntington Beach, California. He was traded to Tampa Bay in December of 2014 and spent the past couple of seasons mainly in their minor league system, but again, that first big league time a year ago. And it will be interesting to see what the Indians do the remainder of the off season because it could open up everyday playing time for Bowers at first base. And if not there, we could see him quite a bit in the outfield. But as he said, he really feels strongly about his defense at first base and still learning the ropes in the outfield, but a good athlete, and the Indians certainly intrigued by that. Stay tuned when we return on Tribe Talk. It is another in our long-running editions of Games of the Week from the prior season and during the hot stove season we've been taking a look back at the 2018 campaign we have a dandy for you coming up this week it was late may in cleveland houston in town on a sunday afternoon nine innings was not enough to settle this one so stay with us it's our look back at 2018 with a game of the week segment coming your way shortly on the cleveland clinic indians radio network Three and two the count on Ramirez, who awaits the 17th pitch of the at-bat. Here it comes. A swing and a shot to deep right. Down the line it goes. Off the wall. Karen played by Springer. Throw to second. Head first slide and a double. What an at-bat. Jose Ramirez rifles a double off the wall in right field. His 16th double of the year. In as good an at-bat as you will ever see from a major league hitter. 
Jose Ramirez at second base. Even El Tuve and Correa go over there to say that was special. A 17 pitch at bat, and Jose Ramirez wins the battle with a double off the wall and right. The Indians may not make a comeback today, down eight to three, but you take something out of that. Now the one-two delivery. Swinging a little looping liner to left field. Base hit! Hitting third, coming home is Kipnis. It's a one-run game! What an at-bat by Lindor! He didn't try to do too much. He took a pitch away, flicked it the other way. Here it comes. A swing and a liner to third, off the glove of Bregman! Into left, the base hit! Coming home to tie it up is Gonzalez! How about that? A leaping attempt at third by Bregman. And the liner off the bat of Brantley. Ricocheted off the top of his glove to left field. The Indians with five in the night have tied it at eight. Right, who's talking baseball? Talking tribe. We're talking baseball. Talking tribe. Nobody plays on the tribe. We've got the players. These guys are really hot. We've got a future. We're headed to the top. We're on the warpath. It's spreading far and wide. We're talking baseball. Talking tribe. You're talking baseball. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Our final show before Christmas. And don't forget the next two weeks we will take a hiatus from our normal shows. And as has become a tradition here on Tribe Talk, the next two weeks during the holiday season, Christmas and New Year's, we will take a look back at the 1948 World Series, the last World Series championship for this great franchise, the Cleveland Indians. But as we do on many occasions during the offseason as part of our hot stove shows right here on Tribe Talk, we take a look back at some of the great games of the season gone by. And in 2018, late May, specifically Sunday afternoon, May the 27th, the Houston Astros were here at Progressive Field in what turned out to be one of the more dramatic come-from-behind wins for the Indians. The Tribe was coming in with a 500 record at that point at 25 and 25, while Houston, the defending World Series champs at that time, were coming in at 34 and 19, off to another strong start on their way to another American League West Division crown. Now the Astros had a two-game lead for first place in the West, while the Indians with that 500 record were two and a half ahead in the American League Central Division. Good pitching matchup with uh, some dramatics to it in terms of past history. A pair of teammates, not necessarily the friendliest of teammates, depending on who you talk to, but Trevor Bauer was going for the Indians 4-3 and three at this point in the season, and his mound opponent was Garrett Cole, new to the Astros last year, and his record was 5-1 and one coming into the ballgame. 
Now the Indians took the early lead thanks to Jose Ramirez in the bottom half of the first inning. Here's Jose Ramirez, switch hitter batting left-handed, hits one high, hits it deep to right center, it is gone! Jose Ramirez jumps on the first Garrett Cole offering and blasts a two-run home run to right center. He has a team-high 15 bombs, a team-high 37 runs batted in. And the Indians strike early and lead two to nothing thanks to Jose Ramirez. And Garrett Cole gives up his seventh home run of the year. Bauer allowed a solo home run in the second. That made a two to one tribe. But in the bottom half of the second inning, Greg Allen, and remember that name for later in this game, well, he helped the Indians get that run right back. Now the one two. Swung on, grounded in the hole and into right field, a base hit by the diving Guriel at first. On his way to second is Allen. Ball is cut off near the line. Kipnis trying to score, the throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe! Oh, what a job by Kipnis! He never stopped coming! On a base hit in the hole, in that shift between the first and second baseman near the line, and no way Allen was going to be thrown out at second, and Kipnis never slowed down and scores from first. And the Indians have a three to one lead on some daring base running by Jason Kipnis and third base coach Mike Sarball. And Greg Allen gets his first double and second RBI of the year. And after that, it was the Trevor Bauer Show on a warm, humid Sunday afternoon as he had it all working in this one. Now the 2-2 pitch to Yuli Gurriel. Check swing, he went around, curveball in the dirt. Perez picks it up, tags out Gurriel, and Bauer has matched a season best with 11 strikeouts and keeps that tying run at third, getting Correa and Gurriel on curveballs. Now the one-two offering. A swing and a miss, or did he? He did go around on a pitch in the other batter's box. Perez picks it up, tags out Marisnik, who has struck out three times today. Bauer one strikeout shy of equaling a career high. 13 strikeouts for Trevor Bauer, who has pitched another beauty today against the best all-around team in baseball. In the eighth inning, Bauer Picked up the first out in the inning before giving up a double and a walk, and his day was done. Much to the delight of the Houston Astros as they took it to the tri-bullpen for three straight singles, and all of a sudden... Taylor's pitch, swing, and a fly ball pretty well hit. Deep left center, and this game is blown open. Into the bleachers by Evan Gaddis off Ben Taylor. And a six-run eighth inning for Houston and it's eight to three Astros. The Indians were unable to cut into the lead in the bottom half of the eighth so it was on to the bottom of the ninth and again they're trailing by five runs against a very good Houston bullpen. Jose Ramirez led off the inning and it turned out to be a game-changing at-bat and one of the more memorable plate appearances of the season. Three and two the count on Ramirez who awaits the 17th pitch of the at-bat. Here it comes. A swing and a shot to deep right. 
down the line it goes, off the wall. Karen played by Springer, throw to second, head first slide and a double. What an at bat. Jose Ramirez rifles a double off the wall in right field. His 16th double of the year. In as good an at bat as you will ever see from a major league hitter. Jose Ramirez at second base. Even El Tuve and Correa go over there to say that was special. A 17 pitch at bat and Jose Ramirez wins the battle with a double off the wall and right. The Indians may not make a comeback today, down eight to three, but you take something out of that. Yonder Alonzo drove in Ramirez with an RBI single, and then with one out, Jason Kipnis came through. The pitch, swinging a liner to right, base hit near the line. Springer over to cut it off. Encarnacion will score. Motoring to third is Alonzo, and Kipnis delivers to make it an 8-5 game. What a ninth inning for the Indians, and they bring the tying run to the plate in the pinch hitter, Eric Gonzalez. So Kipnis may be finally out of that season-long slump. Boy, was that a good at bat, and he went down and hooked a single near the line and right. Alonzo now to third, Kipnis at first with his 21st RBI. And the Indians now trailing at eight to five, and who would have thunk it? Boy, and at this point, you could really feel the momentum building for the Indians, but it was still a long way to go just to tie the game as they were trailing eight to five. The next batter, pinch hitting for Roberto Perez, was Eric Gonzalez. Down in the count, one, two, the pitch. Swung on line drive, base hit left field. In to scores, Alonzo. Kip the stops at second. It's an 8-6 ball game. And off the bench, Eric Gonzalez rifles an RBI single to left. The Indians have scored three times in the ninth. Incredible. Greg Allen flied out for the second out in the inning. And then it was back to the top of the order and none other than Francisco Lindor. Now the 1-2 delivery. Swinging a little looping liner to left field. Base hit! Hitting third, coming home is Kipnis. It's a one-run game. What an at-bat by Lindor. He didn't try to do too much. He took a pitch away, flicked it the other way. And an RBI single to left scores Kipnis from second. Gonzalez stops at second. Lindor with RBI number 28. His first of the season against Houston. And it's an 8-7 ball game. So the Indians were just about there, but still, could they come back from five down to at least tie the game in the ninth inning? Michael Brantley stepped to the plate. Gonzalez the tying run at second. Lindor the winning run at first, two down in the ninth. But Brantley in the hole, nothing in two. Rondon's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a liner to third off the glove of Bregman. Into left, the base hit. Coming home to tie it up is Gonzalez. How about that? A leaping attempt at third by Bregman. 
and the liner off the bat of Brantley. Ricocheted off the top of his glove to left field. The Indians with five in the ninth have tied it at eight. So how about that? The Indians tied the game in the ninth and we went to extra innings. Stay with us. We'll have the story of extra innings when we return after this timeout as we continue with Tribe Talk in our Game of the Week segment on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio as we do each week, even in the offseason, here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. And we are knee-deep in the midst of our look back at one of the great games of 2018 in our Game of the Week segment. It's the Indians and Houston Astros back on May the 27th. The Astros in town. The Indians trying to split a four-game series with a win in this game. They had fallen behind 8-3 to three heading into the ninth inning and tied it with five runs in the bottom half of the ninth. So on to extra innings we went. Great pitching on both sides. Kept the game tied at 8 until the top half of the 13th inning. That's when big Evan Gaddis, well, he came through again for the Astros. Otero's pitch swung on, blasted deep left field. This game isn't tied anymore. Wow. Halfway up the bleachers in left. Gaddis with his second home run today, and I mean, folks, that was a missile. Halfway up the bleachers in left, Gaddis has his sixth home run, two of them today, giving him four RBIs today, and the Astros now lead it by a score of 9-8 to here in the 13th inning. So Houston once again was in front 9-8 to eight as we went to the bottom half of the 13th. And Yonder Alonso didn't waste any time getting the run right back. Outfield, fairly deep. The pitch to Alonso. And he drives one to deep right field. This game is tied. Incredible. Hagler Hearns back at it. One knockout punch after the other, seemingly delivered by Houston and then the Indians. And Alonzo's 11th home run of the year has retied this game. <laughs> I tell you what, folks, the people that have stuck around will be back because they were probably told time and again by somebody, we'll never leave a game early. You never know what can happen. Well, today they've lived it. So this tremendous back-and-forth game now went to the 14th inning. Dan Otero was on in relief for the Tribe, did good work there. And then in the bottom of the inning, Greg Allen stepped in to lead things off. The pitch, Allen with a long drive, deep right field, game winner! One pitch from Brad Peacock! ball game. The Indians tie it with five in the ninth. Yonder Alonso 
tied it with another home run in the 13th. And Greg Allen gives the Indians their second walk-off win of the year on a no-doubt-about-it blast to right field on the first pitch from Brad Peacock. Greg Allen's second ever Major League home run. And the Indians, without a doubt, get their biggest win of the year, stunning the Houston Astros by a final score of 10-9. After the game, in the heat of the moment, we had a chance to visit with the home run hero, Greg Allen. Greg, a walk-off home run, I imagine an indescribable feeling for you. Yeah, you know, uh, still letting all the emotions try, try and settle in. Um, but at the end of the day, just glad that we were able to battle, to, to battle back and pull that one out. Um, it was a very gritty performance, both by our pitching staff and by our, uh, by our offense. So, um, you know, I think it was a full team effort. It took all nine guys to make this one happen today. You're not a home run hitter by trade. Do you take a shot there, though? Were you thinking, hey, I'll, I'll give it one crack? You know, really, um, I was just trying to get, get a good pitch to hit and trying to put a good swing on it and get us going. Um, need no one to, you know, to push one run across. Um, every pitch, every bat's huge in that moment. So, again, just trying to get a good pitcher to hit and uh, was fortunate to be able to put a good swing on it. The comeback in the ninth, what did it mean to see the, the at-bat by Jose Ramirez seeing all those pitches? That was incredible. Um, and I'll tell you what, he's a one-of-a-kind player. Um, his his, his bat-to-ball uh, skill level is through the roof, and he showed it off there, fouling off some tough pitches, grinding out in that bat, you know, going 17 pitches deep against their closer. Um, and then to top it off, he hits a double to get us going. So that was huge. That got us going. And after that, again, I think guys followed suit. We're able to have good, productive at-bats, and good things came from it. Don't want to rack your brain, but when's the last time you had a walk-off home run? That was actually my first. That was my first walk-off of any type. So um, that was pretty special to be part of. Couldn't come at a better time. Thanks, Greg. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And the next day on Indians Warm-Up, we checked in with Greg again to see if anything had changed overnight. Greg, you've had a little chance to let it sink in. I imagine last night your, your phone was blowing up and it was a pretty nice night. Just a little bit, yeah. I uh, know it was uh, it was it was definitely a special moment. One um, that I'm glad that I had the chance to share with the team. Uh, just the way that that game kind of unfolded for us and us battling back. Um, like you said, you can point to so many great at bats, starting with Hosey's there in the ninth uh, to be able to get us to that point. Uh, so I think I was just uh, definitely grateful to be a part of that. Yeah, you're a, a fair ways down the order from him. But is there an after effect when, when there is that type of at-bat on the other hitters in the lineup? Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, the resiliency that he showed uh, was definitely infectious. Um, just, you know, you know the never-quit attitude. Um, he grinded out a very, very tough A-B. He saw, uh, you know, 17 pitches and eventually uh, came up with that double. Um, so I think that definitely gave our, you know, our team a spark. And, uh, you know, I think the rest of the offense is able to follow suit. And we're talking um, a walk-off home run never, even going back to Little League, and uh, maybe not walk-off hit either, <laughs> you, you were mentioning. Uh, what was that feeling like circling the bases and then seeing your teammates waiting at home plate? It was awesome. Uh, again, I think I just got to give all the glory and praise to God. It was, uh, it was nice just to be able to contribute. Um, you know, you saw guys, you know, contributing all throughout that lineup, especially in those later innings. Guys coming off the bench, Eric Gonzalez um, had a phenomenal bat to get a hit. Um, in a pitch hit situation, uh, you know, both Frankie and Brant had two out, two strike knocks um, to even get us to that point. So um, it was definitely something special, and, uh, you know, just glad I was able to help the team win. 
Oh, great, great, uh, great going yesterday. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So there it is, one of the great games of 2018. The Indians with an impressive victory coming from behind to defeat the Houston Astros last May the 27th in 14 innings. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Have a great Christmas, everyone. We'll catch you next week from right here at Progressive Field with our look back at the 1948 World Series. Until then, I want to thank Brian Matze for all of his help, as always, putting together our Game of the Week segments. Anthony Alford, also a great help back at our network studios. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.